Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, August 12th. 2020. Thank you for joining us today. We've had two really good shows so far this week, uh, real Hondo prep related, but you know what guys, today is Wednesday. And I gotta tell you, uh, not only is Bill Barnes here and his weekly Wednesday weigh-in, we have so much to talk about today with Bill. We had a ton of breaking news occur on Tuesday and, uh, I don't know how else to say it, except that we got to get to our interview with Bill Barnes as soon as possible here. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't even go into all the things we're going to talk about, but if you guys were paying attention at all yesterday on Tuesday, uh, there was just one thing breaking after another sports, politics, all the above. Uh, you guys need to strap in today because we're going to have a very long show and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to try to take breaks and just pace ourselves. So uh, <laughs> strap in with us. You may have to hit pause a time or two, but uh, we're going to get after it today. I'm not going to talk too long for this little introduction thing, uh, but but I do want to say something that was on my mind just real quick. You know, all this defund the police talk, talk especially in uh, the great Northwest here, uh, Seattle, I believe, voted to to defund the police recently. Uh, whatever that means, by the way, too. Like you're not going to uh, make them vanish or anything. Uh, but if you guys, you guys remember playing sports as a kid, and you were playing on the playgrounds and all this, playing against each other and everything. And remember what when you get into like arguments over a call or something, because there were no referees. There were no referees, and as much as people may hate referees and umpires. Uh, sports needs them, even as they're trying to push them out and go, you know, technological all the time and everything. And, and by no means are referees police officers. Okay. But imagine a game of life without law enforcement. I mean, you're seeing a little bit of it now everywhere uh, with kind of anarchy and just craziness, just uh, everything goes. Uh, I mean, what, what are you going to do in some of these uh, arguments on the field? You're going to act like kids arguing on a football field or a basketball court, just arguing, Hey, well, uh, no, he was in bounds. He was out of bounds. It's like, okay, eventually someone has to keep law and order out there in the game of life. And, uh, you know, if you're going to push police officers away, be prepared. That's all I can say. Uh, whatever happens, uh, I don't want, I wish harm on anybody, but man, uh, <laughs> be careful what you wish for, for. That's all I can say. Be very careful what you wish for. And again, Referees, umpires, officials, they're, they're not, we're not police officers. We're just, we're just managing a game. Police officers do all the hard work out there and, and God bless them all, even though they are being attacked and defunded every day here. But anyway, enough of that. That was my quick little two cents I'd say today, but I do want to get straight to Bill Barnes. Again, we have so much to talk about. So strap in. I know I've said that already. Be ready, grab a drink, grab a cooler, whatever you need. We got a lot to talk about. So we're going to get right into it today with the weekly Wednesday weigh-in and our weekly guest, Bill Barnes. (music) 
It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every single Wednesday for strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Okay, once again, we are joined by the one and only Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Uh, I've really enjoyed talking to Bill these past few months, every Wednesday, and here we are again. I can tell him that, you know what, we have a big, he has a big fan club, I should say, over the past few months. We talked about a little bit last week, and we're going to go into a lot more today. A lot of breaking news, a lot of things to talk about. So, Bill Barnes, I'm here at your lovely home once again. I appreciate you having me here, and uh, I think we're going to have a rather fun conversation today. Agree, hundred percent. I mean, we've got breaking news, man. All <laughs> you know, all Tuesday, all day long, it's been breaking. Um, you know, it's no secret we we tape a day ahead, and I'm really hoping that what we talk about today is actually going to be heard on Wednesday. Because the way this day's going, uh, the the world can come to an end tonight. <laughs> because I mean, my God, we've got breaking news in sports and politics. All we need now is a really good major magnitude earthquake, which has been in the works. Because as we all know, the Salton Seas had had a a big flurry of quakes, and that's right on the San Andreas Fault. So, with that in mind, let's um, let's just hope and pray that Wednesday comes. Amen to that, Bill. <laughs> now you got me worried. I'm looking around here. Well, I think we're, we're uh, you and I, we're ready to go. We got a lot of uh, subject matter here already. We got the TV on. We're ready for break. more breaking news because you know it all comes in bunches. Like you said, I hope it's not an earthquake, but <laughs> we'll see. And, uh, you know, Bill, we had a great time last week, one of our better shows. Uh, hopefully we continue that today. Uh, you were pleased with some feedback from uh, Coach Tarico, who wrote you, or excuse me, called in the show, and that set you off on a tangent uh, for, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. So it was great hearing from some people. Um, and I also got some other uh, feedback from some people regarding uh, your, your, you being on the show, Bill, through some writing. I mean, does that surprise you at all that you got a little fan club? No, I've, I've had to, um, you know, hire a security company <laughs> to escort me places. I've got <laughs> cameras. I've got a security system. Um, you know, I, I'm actually, this is no lie. I went to the drive-in theater the other night. I went to the mission Tiki drive-in Saturday night and I got in free and I'll tell you how I got in free. Um, this is no shit. This is no lie. I drove up to the booth. It's $10 ahead. I was there with a, with a young lady and the, uh, the, the attendant looks at me and he goes, Oh, Oh, Hey, Bruce Willis, you, you can, you can get in free. We're just glad you're here. And I said, thank you very much. And I, they gave me the rules of the place. You have to park uh, one car le- or one space from each other and you can't get out of your car without a mask on, et cetera, et cetera. And here's the beauty of the whole thing is he looked over to his pal. And he goes, hey, it's Bruce Willis. And the guy looks over. He goes, hey, Bruce. And I said, <laughs> how you doing, guys? And we drove in and, and we watched the movie. It was called The Weekend. Complete horseshit movie. I don't <laughs> recommend it. It was a waste of two and a half hours. Um, but the, but it, I didn't, it didn't cost me a dime and it was a fun evening and, you know, drive-ins are making a comeback because they have to, because if you want to go watch a, a motion picture, you either watch it on Netflix, Amazon, or you go to a drive-in and, you know, it kind of brought me back to my youth. And when I was a young kid, maybe in high school, 
uh, you know, I'd go to a drive-in, I'd, I'd waste the five bucks because all I do is make out with the chick that I went with. Well, at my age, I'm just lucky to sit up straight and not have to go to the go to the bathroom three times during the movie. So things have changed a little bit, but it was a fun evening, and it's always be it's always nice being uh, accused of being a, a celebrity. So I am a, I guess I'm becoming a celebrity in my own right. I don't need the Bruce Willis uh, effect. So, all right. Wow. What did Tracy have to say? Oh, yes. Well, let's let's get right to it, uh, Bill. You know, you 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 got some fans and I finally got some people to call in the show, we'll say. And uh, Tracy McFade, who's been on this program, who you've worked football with. You know, I, I want to say he had some suggestions for you, Bill. Not only some suggestions, but he also uh, kind of give you a, his opinion on a, on some football plays that happened years ago. So we can say maybe after further review, he has a few thoughts for you. Let's hear it. Hey, Bill, Tracy McFade. I came across your podcast. Uh, great job. I didn't realize you had your own show now, but uh, keep up the good work. Just wanted to give you some uh, tips from my days as being a media consultant from CNN. Uh, let these people know that are listening, both these people that uh, – where you stand. Sometimes, you, you know, you don't know if you're a liberal, or if you're a conservative and let them know, but also don't be afraid to drop in a bad word every now and then. Uh, I know it's against your nature, but uh, might spice things up a little bit. You got a sidekick there, Matt. Uh, sounds like he might have a future. You might want to mentor him um, and uh, keep him around. But also looking at the game film of that game at Pomona Pitzer 20, 30 years ago. Hey, Bill, that ball hit the ground, but uh, hey, don't let it bother you. We don't, we can't get them all right. Take care. Thank you, Tracy McFate, for your voice message, phone call, whatever you want to call it. Well, Bill, what do you have to say about some of Tracy's suggestions for you? Well, he's right on about the fact that it's my show on Wednesdays. <laughs> he's absolutely true and correct on that. Um, and the other thing is, is that nobody likes a wise guy. All right. We all know where I stand. Okay. Um, the word liberal is not in my vocabulary. So I, I, I know that Tracy's being a, being a, a wise guy and I appreciate that. I like, to, I like to laugh like the next guy, but Tracy, Hey man, it's, it's a pandemic right now. The comedy clubs are closed and it's probably a good thing. Okay. And besides that, um, looking back and remembering back on that night in Pomona, um, you're right, Tracy, you're absolutely correct. The ball did hit the ground and I got that call, right. Okay, as I do recall, and we've talked many, many times, you were the back judge, which you're in the middle of the field for the, for those football people out there that don't know the positions. You're the deep back guy. I was on the side. The guy opened up to me, turned his back to you, bobbled the catch. You had it as a catch. I had it as an incomplete. And I came in and, you know, uh, and, and you even told me that night I was a crew saver and I called it incomplete. So you're right. You're right, Tracy. The ball was on the ground. You probably thought that it was a catch, but your even your conscience <laughs> was your guide on this, and you truly uh, believed that it was on the ground, which it was. But I'm not going to belabor this. <laughs> I'm not going to kick a dead horse. Um, we're going to move on, and I really appreciate you, Tracy, for taking the time to call in. And yeah, Matt, I'm trying to give him. I'm trying to help him out here. I'm trying to give him some some pointers and point him in the right direction. And you know, he's chosen communication as his uh as his uh hobby here and we're gonna try to get him to the next level <laughs> and 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 make him a professional at this yeah that's the so goal. anyway 
Well, What's, Tracy, I, I, I hope you're not sweltering too bad out in Henderson, <laughs> Nevada. And uh, you, when you're taking your power walks, you do it in the morning. And um, it'll be great to see you down the road. And I wish you all the best. Yeah, yeah. See, guys, officials even argue about plays years later. Uh, and you guys on the couch watching a game are like, oh, refs are stupid. Well, uh, you know, they're still arguing over plays. Uh, you did get one other comment, Bill, regarding your um, – it's not a voice message, but it was, a, it was a text message sent to me from Kevin Scarpio, who was on the program well, a few weeks ago. He, he, is, he is a trainer, correct? Athletic trainer. That's okay, him. Good. You do listen to the show. I, I do my homework. All right. I'm that's a professional. Awesome. That's right. I have a show one day a week. Okay. <laughs> and I make sure that I'm fucking prepared for this. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, he sent me a text basically saying, Hey, I liked your intro. You had a nice little, uh, you had a nice little analogy that really uh, was clear to him. But at the, <laughs> at the, at the <laughs> you don't need to repeat what you I'm said last week, to. by the I'm way, not going to. but at the end of his message to me, he said, Hey, also, good thing I don't have a sister or else Billy Barnes would get after her. <laughs> so he found that part humorous. I was a little worried of, of keeping it in, but you convinced me. I said, oh, you know right, what, well, folks? let's just see. It. You know what, folks? <laughs> it's 2020. We're in a bad rut right now in, in, in our lives. You know, there used to be this four-letter word called a joke. J-O-K-E. Mm -hmm. Okay. What some of us need to get back to that and start telling more of them and, and, and making light of things, you know, instead of being so red assed and so, so butthurt about what people say. Yeah. If you can't tell it's a joke, <laughs> then you really need some rest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that was a joke. Yes. All right. You know, what's funny, Bill. And I do, I do appreciate uh, him right. making light of that. And, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> and send an email. I appreciate that. And um, I'm glad that he found it humorous, as I wish other people would, too. You know what he also said, which this is probably the most shocking part of it. He said, nah, I, I love how, how raw Bill Barnes is. He goes, my wife is now a Wednesday Bill Barnes fan. So you got an added listener for <laughs> from some of your theatrics, Bill. Pretty hilarious stuff. Anyway, enough of the compliments and the, uh, you know, talking about you, Bill. There is a lot of things to talk about. We keep saying that, but there really is. So uh, breaking news on Tuesday. Was, where, where do we start? I mean, where do we start? Uh, we, we probably. Let's go with the most comical. Okay. <laughs> the, the football stuff's kind of sad. Yeah. Let's go with the most comical okay. of what happened today. Have at it. Um, the Democrats, and I doubt Joe Biden was part of this decision-making because in order to make a decision, you have to be of, of sound mind. And we all know he's not. The Democrats decided that Kamala Harris is going to be his running mate. And I found that absolutely hysterical because here's a woman who basically said Biden in, in some of their, their debates early on alluded to him as a racist and went after him really, really hard. And now all of a sudden uh they're lovers and they're they're part of the same ticket and honest to god i don't think joe knows i don't think i think he thinks that it's franco harris from the pittsburgh steelers because he wants an immaculate election and he needs to carry pennsylvania it's a swing state <laughs> yeah so i i don't think joe is even joe even knows who his running mate is and you know if you okay 
I've been around the block a little bit. I've been around older folks that show signs of dementia, show signs of being not all together there, early stages of Alzheimer's, et cetera. And he is the poster child for that. I mean, my God, he's not sharp. I think his wife is doing him harm and his family is doing him harm and allowing him to continue to be a candidate for president, the most powerful position on the face of the earth. And who these folks are in the Democratic bullpen that picked her, they just basically gave the election to Donald Trump because they're going to rip her apart. We all know that she's the biggest flip-flop of facts and, and positions since she was a DA in, in San Francisco. She prosecuted so many bullshit misdemeanor cases on black African-American people that she was criticized for it. And now all of a sudden, she's the leading uh, sponsor of Black Lives Movement. She's a leading sponsor of defunding, uh, defunding police. She is... Uh, a strong advocate of higher taxes, low trust. I mean, it's amazing how, what kind of, if you dangle the right carrot in front of somebody, they're going to change their, their ways and their approaches and, and their position on, on things. And she's just, and, and not to mention, she touts herself as an African-American. She is not. She's of Hindu and I believe Jamaican descent. Okay. Now, I went to a high school that was very, very racially mixed. Now, again, this is 40 years ago when I was in school. However, things don't really change that much when it comes to race relations, as we all know. I can say this from my experience. She was probably, and probably still is, absolutely fucking hated by black women. And I'll tell you why, because she thinks she's black. She wants to be black and she wants to speak for the African-Americans. And you know what? Like Leo Terrell said, you're not, you're not, you're not like I am. You don't know. You're not, you're, you know, she, she can say that, that she was bust to school and that she was a, a down and out, you know, a uh, uh, poor African-American girl growing up. Bullshit. She wasn't. And just like good cops hate bad cops, a African-American woman hates someone who is pretending to be African-American like them. They, she's never walked in their shoes. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. They know it. She knows it. But she continues this facade. She is a phony we all know what, what her boyfriend was, Willie Brown, the former Speaker of the House of uh, the state of California and the, the mayor of Oakland. He's now 86 years old. She's in her mid-50s. This was back in the 80s, I believe, when they dated. And she was a nobody then. She was fresh out of law school. And lo and behold, old man Willie, Willie Brown, not the Oakland Raiders defensive back, <laughs> but Willie Brown, the, uh, the Speaker of the House, put her on subcommittees in the state legislature because of her association with him. 
So we can safely say that she has basically used herself in a way to get to where she's at now. And it's really, really sad because there's a lot more qualified and better people out there to serve on that Democratic ticket than her. Well, I, uh, I think congratulations are in order. And, and uh, I want to congratulate the, the Democrats and Joe Biden on uh, winning the state of California in the presidential election by having on uh, Kamala Harris, who's from California. I don't think they would have taken California had she not been on the ticket. And so I, I think there's cause for celebration with all those electoral votes uh, in California. I think that's a real big win for the Democrats today. Okay. Okay. We all know that you're being facetious. Okay. And you're sitting there with a straight face saying this. Now I can say this. If Joe Biden would have picked, um, if Charles Manson was still alive, if he picked Charles Manson to be his running mate, he'd still win the state of California. Okay. So your point is well taken. Well, he's from California too, isn't he? So So, uh, my point is, is that he could have picked anybody. He could have picked Joe shit, the rag man. He could have picked, I mean, I mean, you know, he could have picked the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, some serial killer to don't. be his running mate and he's still going to win. California. <laughs> yeah. California. So California's what a waste that was. So, so Bill, but let me ask you this. Cause like, I think if you look over the course of history, as far as people picking their running mates, I think most presidential candidates, yeah, they can be extreme, but they have to also uh, kind of appease that middle, that moderate road. However, I think with some of the selections of vice presidential candidates, that's almost where you please your base. Don't you think? Well, yes. And I can tell you one that I I think um, John McCain would have done a hell of a lot better if he hadn't picked, uh, what's her name? Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. I mean, that was his kill. That was his, that was the kill switch right there in his campaign. He picked a woman who was nothing more than a, than a, than a bored housewife from Alaska. Well, come on, Bill. You know, governor of Alaska. Come on. Boy, I mean, you sound like you're on CNN right now. Anyway, I mean, I'm just, come on. <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, she brought nothing to the table. Nothing. Well, not much, not a whole lot of experience. She, she was governor a few years and everything, but I mean, she was uh, decent to look at. <laughs> and I'm sure that if, if she was, if she had enough, if she had a few drinks in her and you were in a bar, you might have a chance with her because we all knew that, that Todd, her husband, you know, was just there in, 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 in theory and that they had a pretty, you know, strange relationship. So I, I'm sure she, she'd be fun in some circles, but like Kamala, it's a bad pick for vice president. Yeah. And you know what, Bill, I just, I think, I mean, if we're honest, most people don't vote for the running mate. They're voting for the the main name on the ticket, but there is some influence on the vice presidential candidate being on the ticket as well. And I think with Joe Biden and Kamala, I I think this is extremely unique because Joe is so old, just like Donald Trump. He's in his seventies as well. Uh, But I think the condition Joe is, Joe is in, uh, I think the vice presidential candidate is a lot more important in this election for the Democrats than probably it usually would be. Well, absolutely. I mean, if let's just, you know, let's just hope this doesn't happen, but let's just say Biden wins. She's one brain cell away from being president. Everybody used to say you're a heartbeat away. Well, in Biden's case, you're one brain cell away from being president because he's on thin ice right now. 
And I think if he took a cognitive test, if he took a dementia test, he would fail miserably, just like he's going to fail miserably in his debates with uh, Trump. And I think Mike Pence will hold his own very, very well in the one debate that he has with Harris. I think he will destroy her. There's going to be so much negative stuff trenched up from the uh, Republicans on her. And it's going to be real easy to find because I don't really think she is a real, real honorable person. And some of the choices she's made in her life um, are, you know, pretty suspect. Well, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say, look it, I'm not going to say this doesn't happen in almost every presidential election, but a lot of times in the primaries, you have people that go up against each other. Obviously someone drops out of the race. And then a lot of times you see that being a vice presidential candidate. So maybe they attacked each other a little bit in the primaries. And then you see one of those people then on the presidential ticket that happened a lot here in the democratic primaries. Uh, you know, Kamala didn't have a whole lot of great things to say about Mr. Biden. And now they're supposed to be colleagues. Well, she, you know, kind of pushed the envelope pretty hard. She basically uh, assessed that, that he was a, uh, a racist. Okay. A lot of people when they're have political differences and they're in their same party, you know, they'll pick each other apart on what their voting record was on this, that, uh, what they did as far as uh, school lunches versus no school lunches. She out and out alleged that he was a racist. And, you know, that's hitting below the belt. And for him, if he was in his right mind, I don't think that he would have allowed her to be his running mate. That's just, that's, that's, that's one of those deals where, you know, you don't get a do over in my opinion, you know, calling somebody a racist, it's a, it's a very serious charge. I think that word is thrown around way too much these days. It's the new, you're a communist (laughs) from years ago. You know, you're a racist, but like anything else, Bill, anytime you accuse somebody of something or call somebody a name, uh, you, you need to be aware that you're taking away from the true, members of that word. You know what and by that I mean when you just call everyone a racist it's like okay you're not taking into the seriousness of the, the truth you know the real racists that are out there. You can't combine everyone. It's like you hear the same thing with like uh this gets thrown around all the time. Nazis. People throw oh he's a Nazi there. It's like do you have any idea who the Nazis really were? You can't just say that because you disagree with someone and unfortunately I think the term racism is being thrown around so much today. And it's like, wait a minute, how are we supposed to keep up with all like, you know what I'm trying to say here, Bill? I do. I do. You tell a joke that might have a, you know, the old joke where a black guy, an Indian, a Jewish guy, and a Polak all go into the same bar. (laughs) Oh no. You're not being racist when you say that joke. You're not being racist. It's a fucking joke. Mm -hmm. Okay. You would tell that. Two, if there was a black guy there, a Pollock there, you tell those jokes in front of them. You're not racist. Yeah. Okay. I mean, goddamn. I mean, where do we draw the line on this? Do you think this had anything to do uh, with some of the comments Joe Biden has made in recent months about you're not black if you don't vote for me? Uh, those type of comments. And now you bring on Kamala Harris on the ticket. Okay. But. I don't, you would have been much better off. There were other black females on that ticket that could have done, a, would have been a much more uh, deserving and would have done better for him rather than Kamala. I mean, you had Susan Rice, 
you had uh, the gal from out here in California. I can't remember her name. She's sharp. I mean, they're all sharp except Kamala. Okay. Um, she's, she talks out of both sides of her mouth because obviously, a, you know, her mouth's big enough because enough things have been stuck in it throughout her life that she can effectively talk out of both sides of her mouth. Oh, Bill. <laughs> you know, like Tracy said, sometimes you need to tell us how you really feel. Well, I mean, she's a, she likes to, she's a big eater. She likes to eat a lot. Oh boy. So, you there know, she sticks a lot in her mouth and it's gotten big. Oh man, man alive. Well, I, I just, again, it's, it's definitely a subject to, to discuss. Uh, it's, it's fresh on the presses today. Uh, Tuesday came out and uh, I, I don't know the, the early reactions I've seen have been mostly not a disappointment, but like laughter kind of like it's comical. Yeah. It's comical. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like if, you want to hand over the election to Trump, you're doing a great job doing it because you've got a total complete uh, failure as your running mate right now. And, and, it, and she's going to get picked apart. She's not liked by, by her own party. She's not liked by who she alleges she is an African American female. She's not liked there. She had a horrible, uh, voting or I'm sorry, prosecution record in San Francisco. When she was DA, she went after people. She kept people in prison longer than they should have. She did a lot of things that because the flow at the time was hardcore law and order. So she went with that approach and that agenda. Now that it's fuck the police and now that it's, um, you know, let's I'll let the criminals out. She's about, Everybody should be free, and she's on the Black Lives Matter bandwagon. And she, whatever, whatever, which, which, whichever way the the political wind is blowing, that's where Kamala is. Makes sense. I mean, I, I don't. I almost don't know what to say regarding it all. But well, what you what you what you're saying is is that um, he, the Democrats did themselves no good at all. No good by promoting her into that position. It is going to be an epic failure. You're going to see the polls go down with him leading in some swing states that he probably should have gotten other candidates from that area. Like the, if he wanted a female running mate, fantastic. He could have done a lot better with the Michigan gal, the governor from Michigan would, would assist him in carrying some states up in the upper Midwest. Um, you know, there's just a whole bunch. California's a give, a give, a, a, yeah. a gimme. Mm-hmm. He was going to win that regardless. Yes, and yes, he was. It's going to do him more harm than good. What do you? What do you? What's your take then, Bill, on the people who hate Donald Trump so much? They they feel anybody but Donald Trump. What okay. What do you take on those? It, it doesn't matter. Like I said, the ones that hate Donald Trump, he could have. That's he could, I mean. He could single handedly give everybody a million dollar check tomorrow cure COVID-19 with a vaccine that he concocted in his basement and made sure everybody was happy and they'd still hate the fucker. Okay. They'd still hate him. They would still hate the man. He can, he can't do anything right in some people's eyes just because they don't like him. Okay. So with that said, you know, remember back when you were in school in about fourth grade at Rio Hondo prep and 
you had a, a, a class. Well, I went to public school. You didn't, you probably had a class of about 10. I had <laughs> 35 kids in my fifth grade class because I went to public school. And there were always two or three that yelled and screamed and got all the attention. Yeah. And they were the negative assholes in the classroom that everybody just kept quiet and said, oh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's Debbie yelling again because, you know, Debbie thinks she knows everything. And Debbie and her friends are just yelling and screaming. And everybody, we just laughed at them. Like, look at these idiots. But they garnered all the, all the attention. Out of the 35 kids in the classroom, these three fucking morons <laughs> got all the attention. Well, that's what's happening with the United States right now. The vast silent majority is laying back in their reclining chairs, laughing at these idiots in Seattle and Portland and all these dumb sons of bitches that are screaming and yelling about Antifa and rebellion and this and that. These are all the ones that participated in participation sports that got a cookie, even if they lost. And now that life isn't going too well for them and they have to work for a living are all pissed off and they want to go break down statues and, and, and torch police stations because they don't believe in law and order. And they think that, that laws are bullshit and they think that they're right. And every, every other tax paying law abiding citizen is wrong. Well, you know what? Fuck them. Just like the three assholes in class that disrupted it and made it and made it hard on the rest of us, fuck them too, okay? Because those three are probably the ones when I was in school that have procreated these dumb sons of bitches that are out torching buildings and being assholes, okay? The leaf doesn't fall far from the tree on this. So guess what? No need to worry. No need to panic. It's going to be a Donald Trump landslide in 2020, November 3rd, 2020, unless, unless there is mass voter fraud and the system is rigged. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I know you have jumped back and forth on this and that's no knock on you, Bill. It's, it's a lot of different people have said, oh, landslide this way. Oh no. Uh, you know, he's in trouble. Oh, this, you know, as, as time, as the, the world turns, we'll say, you know, things change and every day things are being pushed down our throat from, uh, you know, me media, uh, worshiping certain people and just uh, spitting on others. So, uh, things do change. I think this is a big difference maker, um, in moving forward. And, and we'll see the early reactions are, are kind of saying some of the things that you've said in recently. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> imagine a guy on a show that knows what the fuck he's talking about. Isn't that a welcome relief? I have no idea what that means. Okay. Or how, how Just remember means. in 2016, up until election night, they had Hillary Clinton kicking the shit out of Donald Trump. And guess yes. what happened? Yes. Donald Trump kicked the shit out of her. The polls. But the polls, Bill. Well, Come fuck on. the polls. What do the polls do? <laughs> Nothing. I Nothing. Know. They're just making him. I think, think they're making Trump that much more motivated and that, that much more keen to get out there and start, you know, politicking hard and start bashing the other side. But no. they're doing a good job. They're doing a good job of shooting their, themselves in the foot by decisions they made today. My, my brother uh, actually had a, a funny post regarding polls. And he, he said, where do these polls come from exactly? I've never been asked to participate. I think it brings up a good point. <laughs> the polls are just kind of a little biased. Yeah, I've towards... never, no one's ever called me. I've been <laughs> on this earth 61 years. My phone, I mean, my phone's rang on a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. But it, I've never been called and, and, and no one's ever asked me my opinion on, on anything. That's why we gave you this show, Bill. Well, we're, we're, it's you about know. fucking time. 
that's why that's why we need you since no one it's all it's all those polls it's all their fault for never reaching out to bill barnes that's the problem here uh well it's going to be interesting i I'd say the, the debates all that just got a lot, lot more interesting and um you know i i think donald trump's initial reaction is is similar to yours right he's now. probably ecstatic <laughs> he's he's got to be well again it's it goes back to a lot of the just inconsistencies of what you know biden called kamala and what she called like just the name the name game and everything and and ultimately i think that well there's a big re- there's a lot of reasons but i think that's why biden excuse me donald trump went with someone uh like mike pence who was out of he was out of the presidential race he was just you he know can't hurt you yeah and but he could only help you yeah he just he was back and now, just, i will say for kamala she can definitely hurt you and she really can't help you <laughs> Oh man, uh, it's just crazy. It, it's absolutely crazy, and uh, that's the ticket. That's that is the ticket. Biden Harris, and uh, of course, the incumbent, Mr. Trump, and uh, Joe Biden. Guard your kids and guard your husbands. <laughs> is that? <laughs> I could see. I could see the signs made already, Bill. They don't need a slogan. You I'm got just it. Saying. You I'm got just the saying. slogan. That is crazy. Oh my goodness. Come on, guy. You, I have it. never said anything other than the truth on this show. Yeah. Okay? Come on, guy. I have it. never ever <laughs> lied or said anything that's not true on this show. Okay. Now you're gonna say landslide right now uh, on uh, you know August twelfth, uh, Wednesday, August twelfth. Uh, you've been you've been critical of the president on this show before, and. You yes, because him, I tell it like it is. You told him last week that he needs to get it in gear here. Um, this was seven days ago. So how do you feel now? You you said, does he just need to go through the motions now? No, or he, does he, he, still need he, to kick he it did an executive order. He signed an executive order trying to get some of these unemployed people paid. He, he deferred payroll taxes. He did a lot. He's trying because the fucking Congress can't get their shit together. That's like, you know, the Hatfield and the McCoys having a having a dinner. It ain't going to happen. There's going to be shots fired. Someone's going to die. And that's what's going on with Congress and the Senate. They can't get shit done. So the old man himself has to stand up, get a piece of paper, write out an executive <laughs> order saying this, 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 and this. Now, granted, he tried to show he, he's doing it a little uh, differently right now because he's putting it incumbent upon the states to come up on this $400 uh, benefit. He wants the states to pay a hundred dollars of it. Yes. Well, we've got this no good dumb bastard of a of a governor here in uh, in California named Gavin Newsom who says he's broke. Bullshit. No, they, he's got lots of money. He gave a bunch to illegals recently. Exactly. Oh, I thought. Exactly. Where, where did can, that money come from? Well, well, if they if they want to if they want to fund it, they can fund it. Don't tell me you're broke. The money's there. Okay. He chooses not to do anything. That Donald Trump exactly wants. If, that, and again, I don't care who you support. I really don't. You know what kind of bill and I stand. But when when you just see that absolute hypocrisy of Governor Newsom, if 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 someone else was president and said, "Hey, we need the, the state to fund an extra hundred dollars, an extra three hundred dollars," he'd be like, "Yeah, no problem. We'll make that happen." It if, is so ridiculous. If if Donald Trump came up with a vaccine to the COVID nineteen virus, hand delivered it to the state of California, and said, "Californians, you're going first. Newsom would would refuse it. Okay, he's that <laughs> trenched in and anti Republican, anti Trump. I guarantee you, he would do that. I mean, Newsom has approved uh, funding 
for uh, $75 million in coronavirus aid to undocumented uh, immigrants. He's, he's done that. Uh, and Someone's got to pick his so- grapes for his winery. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, no, I'm serious. That's, That's what undocumented you're not, workers do. You're not, you're they're, not brain, they're not brain surgeons. They're picking grapes and working in the fields. Well, Matt, he's, he's got money for that. He's okay, got money I'm for not, that. I'm not being, I'm not saying anything that's not true. I know. I and know, I'm not, I I'm know. just doing, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you that. Yeah. No, this again, I just, I'm just curious. He has this selective, he, he doesn't want anyone to, uh, Gavin Newsom now, he doesn't want anyone to make a living. You need to, you need to give up your business and stay home and not spend it, uh, not make a dime, but he can, uh, he wants people to, to stay at home. Then there's this uh, financial aid uh, in an unemployment and California's asked to help its own citizens. And he says, no, I, uh, we can't help. What he is, is up wrong with this guy? He's a rudderless ship. Rudderless ship. Amen he's a rudderless that. ship who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Who's never worked a fucking day in his life. Everything's <laughs> been handed to him. Everything's been given to him. He had a sore arm as a pitcher at Santa Clara university, had a little elbow tightness and he quit. When the, when, when the road got tough, he quit. Wow. He quit. Well, he, well uh, I wish to God he's, he, he would, something, we'd make it rough for him in California and he would fucking quit. <laughs> I mean, and is it, what do you mean California doesn't have this? Isn't California like the, the most, one of the most uh, tax states in, in the entire country? Where's absolutely, the money, Gavin? Where's I, all the money? Good question. Good question. He, he's paying his grape pickers, man. <laughs> God only knows what he's buying. He's buying surgical masks from China, having a secret um, uh, deal with those with those folks over there that invented this goddamn flu. It's uh... whether they did it on purpose or it was a bat or it was a it was soup or God only knows what. It came from China. We cannot deny that. Correct. Correct. Well, I, I just wish I wish so many things. For, and it, it's for nothing against but... the Chinese people. They're great people. But you know their 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 safety um, their safety requirements in their lab need some you know little little something to be desired there. Well, I'm one of those people uh, on on unemployment bill and um, you know that extra four hundred. I think that's I think that's fair. It's not the six hundred that ev- additionally six hundred everyone was getting. But again, Donald Trump said, "Okay, enough arguing. We're going to make it four hundred bucks, and the state's going to help out." And then Gavin's like, "Oh, I can't but, do but it." But he knew he knew. He would get that piece of paper shoved right back up his ass. Of course. But he tried. At least he's trying yeah. to make a difference. He's showing that he's trying. Okay. And he doesn't want evictions. He's doing a moratorium on evictions. People are going to lose, start losing their houses because they're not paying rent. They're not paying their mortgages because they can't. Yeah. They I, don't have jobs because we have not managed this coronavirus in a productive way. Whether, whether we should have just shut everything down and made it illegal for you to leave your house under any set of circumstances or just said, fuck it, put a mask on and go get them or don't wear a mask and let the, let the, the, the whoever, whoever, uh, you know, lives or dies. We don't care. We're just going to live. You, you got to pick one. Shirts or skins here. Which way are we going? But we did it. Well, okay, we're going to open this and we'll not open that. Okay, but now we're going to close again, you know. You, you opened up the barn doors. Some of the shit got out, and then there, then we tried to close it, and then it was all fucked up. It was completely a shit show for the last five months. Since I've been doing this I, this this show with you, we've been in this pandemic, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I we're as bad off now as we were when we started the fucking thing. <laughs> yep. Okay. No doubt. 
No doubt about that. Well, Bill, kind of a little humor here. At least uh, I found it rather funny. Did you see the story? Uh, President Trump, uh, he was asked uh, by some pool reporters uh, while he was at the podium of this uh, this gathering. The press had re- uh, press reported that dozens of members were standing uh, too close together in, or in a room that the president was at. And they weren't wearing masks. And they asked him directly, hey, what, what's going on? How come people aren't wearing masks? And uh, President Trump, he told the media, oh, they're, um, they're, they're just, uh, they're, they're demonstrating. They're a, they're a peaceful protest. Uh, in all, and and the, the media, of course, was shocked and offended by his comments. And it made national news. I thought it was hilarious. It's, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the president using what we're given by the folks that, think that a peaceful protest is okay, which it's not because it's a, it's a direct uh, violation of COVID-19 rules, but you make an excuse for not wearing a mask and for not, and for going out and having this so-called peaceful protest as having block parties like they did in the LA riots. They, they rioted, they looted. And when the cops finally put a stop to that, they said, we're going to have peaceful protests. Those were nothing more than drinking binges while these folks marched and gathered on, on uh, sidewalks in Hollywood. Yeah, it looked like a, a bunch of uh, temper tantrums thrown, a bunch of uh, protests where you steal things and burn things. Yeah. So Th- these I don't the, want to hear about it. I, I don't want to hear these people call it peaceful today's and it's okay. Folks, today's people that are out there doing these so-called peaceful protests, they're the hippies of our generation. Okay, <laughs> And I'm old enough to remember what hippies were. I was around in the 60s. Wasn't very old, but I do remember the sixties. I remember Woodstock. I remember all that shit. Okay. (laughs) And I remember it was a complete blatant disrespect of Richard Nixon, what he stood for. And now it's, you know, fast forward 50 years on what Donald Trump stands for. You want to know how backwards the media is. And I saw this story and your good buddy, uh, Rob Reiner. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) the, the wonderful Hollywood director who always, uh, is glad to give us his expert, um, political opinions. Uh, the guy that has a bowl of diarrhea as a backbone. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, he made comments basically that president Trump was possibly going to accept the GOP nomination, uh, at, at Gettysburg, the, the place, uh, so many of us know, uh, historically was one of the bloodiest battles in American history, especially the civil war. Uh, and so many Americans died in a place you know, where uh, President Lincoln's Gettysburg Address was made. And basically, he was implying, Rob Reiner, that uh, President Trump, of course, would want to uh, do that speech there because he's so infatuated with the Confederacy. Basically, those were Rob Reiner's words. I'm, I'm kind of su- uh, summing up there. But this, the audacity of Rob Reiner and to, to call our president those things when he's completely an idiot that 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 was one of the biggest union army victories of the civil war. You, you, Oh man, I'm watching my language. Okay. Rob Reiner. (laughs) Okay. Rob Reiner's an idiot. We all know that he's never grown out of his meathead role from all in the family. Okay. When he was on that show 50 years ago with uh, Carol O'Connor, he was Archie. You know, you had Rob Reiner freeloading in Archie's house married to Sally Struthers, Gloria, his daughter. Wow. He didn't work. He was a so-called student. Him and Archie would go at it about politics, the war, the Vietnam War was going on at that time. And 
he's never he's he's never grown up. He's still and he 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 is was and always will be nothing but a fucking meathead. Yeah. These these brave celebrities, I, I get so tired of of them uh, spewing out their venom that is absolute nonsense because they don't know what else to say. They just they just throw out words and hope that someone rallies around them. Once again, Rob Reiner was a product of his father, Carl Reiner. Great man, great comedian, great guy. Okay, I, I will never say anything bad about Carl, Carl Reiner. Rest his soul. He just died recently. Just a great man. Okay kept his opinions to himself, kept his mouth shut, went on with his business, uh, directed and starred in many, many, many great TV and, and, and motion pictures, but has a dipshit for a son. So we can, <laughs> we can move on. I just think the, the, the left side of the aisle, like you said, there's so many people that hate the president. They hate him so much and, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but your alternative, your alternative choice is Biden Harris. Okay. People have come up with this new slogan. If you ain't left, you ain't right. Okay. Real cute. If you ain't left, you ain't right. <laughs> well, uh, that does, yeah, it's, it's cute and all. It's, How about if you're right to begin with? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? Just like anything else, magical comfort food. It's a, it's a, it's a nice hashtag. You know, I remember a good hashtag. You remember, you remember a hashtag from about four years ago, Bill? It, it, it was very simple. It was very, uh, it was right around, uh, you got pushed kind of honest in like uh, the fall of 2016. And the hashtag said, I'm with her. And that didn't work out for Miss Clinton very well. That was the big rallying cry and hashtag in the November election of 2016. I'm with her. And it died out rather quickly. Were we speaking of Hillary or Bill? Hill because you know, I saw the I saw the picture well, of him why, in, that, yeah. in that dress. Bill was, that was all evidently about it. taken out of uh Epstein's apartment. Oh man. That's a whole nother <laughs> show we could do. But so that was my, that's why I looked a little dumbfounded. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, it didn't work out and she's gone off into the sunset and I'm sure she'll have her day. And you know, she did bad things for this country. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Well, hashtags are, are, are cute. Uh, you know, slogans, whatever. It's all about getting stuff done and uh, bringing people together, rallying people, uh, whatever it needs to be. But I, I just don't see, as you so eloquently put, uh, that the news that broke today regarding the presidential ticket of the Democratic Party is uh, going to be anything uh, that is going to be that uplifting, we'll say. It's, com it's a complete dud. It's a failure. It's a complete failure to launch. I mean, you've got a brain-dead presidential candidate, and now you're bringing in somebody who, who, who kind of like rose her way on her back and flip-flops on, on every issue that she's ever come against. So I don't – I have – I mean, it's mind-boggling that that's the best they can come up with. That just shows you how desperately fucked up the Democratic Party is from top to bottom. Well, Bill, in other breaking news on Tuesday, there were two major college football conferences that postponed their season uh, upcoming in the fall. And there's been this uh, kind of rally the past few days uh, led by the Big Ten and followed up by the Pac-12 to postpone college football. The, both of them on Tuesday um, followed each other and said, no, we're, we're postponing uh, our season until the spring, whatever that means. I, I'm not sure. Uh, and so there's a fight right now. Uh, between 
those p- conferences and basically the SEC, the ACC, uh, and the Big 12, which is Big 12's kind of leaning towards playing with the SEC and ACC as far as playing their season. But, but man, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this where two major college football conferences have said, we don't want to play football in the fall. Yeah, I mean, that was breaking news in its own today, and that's what our lead was going to be mm-hmm. until, you know, Uncle Sleepy Joe dropped this idiotic bomb on us. But anyway, we, we've, we've, we've talked about that too ad nausea. So we'll talk football now. Yes, um, I think I have some theories on this. First theory is, is that, or just statement, is how long have we been in this pandemic? How long have we known that we had this shitty virus out there? Since what, March 11th? Yes, give okay. or take. It's now August 12th? August 12th, yes. Okay. I'm a product of, of uh, public school, so if my math is correct, that would be what? Uh, <laughs> Let's call it five months. Five months, right? <laughs> 20 weeks. Okay? So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in these 20 weeks, these college presidents – Let's be, I mean, you and I are both pretty well versed in the sports world. We both know coaches, coach, athletic directors, direct, all sports, college presidents make the decisions. Okay. The college presidents decided that it's unsafe for their student athletes to participate in football this year for the, for the fall in both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten which are some powerhouse teams in those conferences. Not so much the Pac-12, but, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska, correct? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, or, you know, the Oregon schools and, uh, you know, uh, the Pac-12. So their plan to attack this and come up with a uh, remedy for this, what have they been doing? Okay, I'll let you ponder on that. I, I look at this. What's what's crazy about this is that it was last week, Bill. It was last Thursday, I believe. Maybe it was Friday. My my days could be off by a day or two. Where the Big Ten published their their updated ten game season. Okay. What changed in five days? I'll tell you what changed. I'll tell you what changed is you have these so called student athletes. Oh yeah, that decide to take it upon themselves and they want to unionize college football. They want to have guarantees that their play during this, this, this pandemic season, they're going to be safe and there's going to be safeguards out there. Well, you know what? Um, I think they kind of outkicked their coverage on this. They are student <laughs> athletes. Okay. They're not professionals. They don't get paid for playing. They're there to enjoy the college experience and to participate in interscholastic, uh, you know, sports. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Part of me, I I understand the irony here and I see that it's the timing of it is very interesting. These, these young men spoke up and guess what? They got dealt with. They said, you're afraid of playing. Fuck you. Then we're not going to play in so many words. I I think that you present this to a, to a, to a, the coach and the AD may go, yeah, 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 whatever. You know what? Have a glass of water. Get out there. We'll give you some Gatorade. You're going to play. <laughs> All right? Yeah. A college president who is not an athlete, who has no clue what a, between what a football and a, and a, and a, and a grapefruit is, 
who's sitting in their in their in their office goes, hmm, the young the young people are afraid to play. Well, let's get some experts in here. And these doctors come in and they tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. And what that is, is that it's not safe to play football. And guess what? These presidents get together from both the the, uh, Pac-12 and the Big Ten. And they say that because of liability and because they don't want a COVID bad illness or death, God forbid, on their watch or at their school, they do the easy thing. They do the safe thing and they shut it the fuck down. What's interesting is that the Big Ten um, basically has led this charge. The the Pac-12 is kind of like a a stepbrother here, as we know. We have our opinions on the Pac-12. And they allegedly – there is an alleged meeting of the minds with the Power Five conferences. And, you know, it seems to me that the Big Ten really thought they could sell this idea to everyone and say, hey, we want to do this, but we want to do it with you guys. And I'm glad that not all the conferences have caved yet. Well, you could have a you could have a uh, a nuclear holocaust <laughs> occur in this country, and the SEC is going to play. You could have burning burning pieces of of fragmented uh, steel falling out of the sky to where it decapitates you, and they're going to fucking play. They mm-hmm. were even talking about having fans. Yeah. Okay. They're they're way ahead. look at. Do you think I hate? to be conspiracy theorist here. Okay. But do you think this has anything to do with where some of these schools are played? Make no mistake about it. Most of the left coast, the PAC 12, those are all li- very liberal institutions. Uh, the, the big 10, maybe there's some conservative uh, well, land there, but the South, the Texas, the, the Oklahoma's the big 12 country, the SEC, ACC country. Uh, I would say for the most part in those regions, that's pretty, conservative, probably pro-Trump, I would say. Do you think that has anything to do with some of these decisions? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got college presidents there that are taking a great deal of pressure from alumni. Mm -hmm. Big money, big money, big money contributors to those programs saying, Jim Bob, you're going to play football this year. We don't care what the hell's going on. (laughs) We're not going to let some silly uh, common cold stop our season. If y'all got a runny nose and a cough, you're going to play anyway. Okay. They're not going to stop. They're not going to, they're not going to stop playing because of a, uh, in their words, a, um, a, uh, a, a, a virus. Come on. Yeah. I, I, I've, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The PAC 12, I'm sure that every, every, um, school president is changed. It's about five thirty now in the evening. They're at home now changed into their Birkenstocks. Getting ready to have a either a uh, a uh, lemon drop martini or or hit on the um, hit on the hit on the marijuana pipe and relax for the evening. Okay, <laughs> so you're absolutely right. The left coast is very left coast and very liberal, and they're not going to take any chances. Whereas the South and the SEC mainly, okay, they're going to play, man. They're, nothing's going to stop them. Well, this is unprecedented in the, in the fact that if you have a season. You're going to have it without at least two two major conferences right now, including and there's a few others that have taken you know have, have kind of started this uh, this uh, this exodus. We'll say uh, the MAC, the Mid American Conference, the Mountain West Conference, and those aren't Power Fives by any means, but they're still Division One conferences. And, Absolutely. And what do those two have in common? Big Ten country and the West Coast. Yes. So that's the pattern I'm seeing here. 
not, you know what? And people think, oh, football, football. You know what? This is going to have an absolute death effect on all sports this year Mm -hmm. at those schools. Oh, yeah. Football funds every other sport. Not maybe a little basketball, maybe. In some 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 schools, yes. But I guarantee you, the assistant tennis coach at (laughs) at the University of Nebraska, that's football money he's getting paid with. Mm -hmm. Okay? The... Um, so those programs are funded by football. Yes. They are null and void this year. They are not going, okay. It would shock me to no end if a, they, like they say, they're going to play in the spring. No, they're not going to play. There's no chance. No chance. Because number one, you can't put an athlete. You cannot subject a football, a college football player to even a, a six or eight game season from February to March. And then two or three months later you do a turnaround and he starts preparing for another season in September. All those guys are going to, they're not going to play. They're not the, the guys, the seniors who have a chance to get into the NFL right. and the really good juniors underclassmen, they're not going to play in the spring. They're going to get ready for the combine in March and, and the NFL draft in April. And, Cause and the, the NFL draft isn't going to change their schedule or timeline at all. Yeah. Yep. And the other thing that makes it absolutely abundantly clear is that it's all about money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, we know that months ago and recently, Division Two and Division Three football across the country has been shit canned. Mm-hmm. Done. Okay, now we've got an, a student athlete at Pomona Pitzer College down here, or Claremont University. Okay, he's a human being, right? Yes. Last time I checked, yes. he's a he's a <laughs> uh, whether he's white, black, Hispanic, whatever the case may be, he is a human being. He's a he is a football player, is he not? Yes. Okay, what makes him? What makes the guy at SEC, what makes the SEC player at Mississippi State any more better or, or worse than this kid at Pomona Pitzer? Okay. Why is, if you're going to shit can football, I, I for whatever, whether you agree with it or don't, it should be across the board. It shouldn't be, well, some aren't and some are. Mm-hmm. To me, you know, you've got grounds for a little discrimination there. Uh, that's That's very true. Okay. Why should... The kid who's who played uh, who's playing football on a partial scholarship at Claremont Mud University be penalized where the kid at 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 uh, University of Alabama who's got a full ride he's playing. Why is he any better than that kid at you know Emory Riddle College or God only knows where? Why? Why? I mean. The in, yeah, the inconsistency. There's, there's blatant inconsistency. It's not a blanket. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, and, and God forbid if the S, the mighty SEC decides to play this year and let's say an outbreak on the University of Alabama team hits and one of their kids, God forbid, gets really, really, really sick or even dies. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the lawsuit against them for negligence here's my when when three quarters of the country is shut down football and you egotistical fuckers are still going to play here's my argument how do you prove how do you prove that kid got covid by playing football how do you prove that they go a lot of places they have their dorms they have their campuses they go to bars how do you prove as a lawyer whatever you want to call it how do you prove that player got covid playing football because you take away the fact that if there was no football season, you're not playing football. He didn't get it playing football. We're off the hook. Coach Saban, 
we're not going to sue you because we know that your team wasn't playing. So he must have got it at a bar. He must have got it in the library because he sure as fuck didn't get it on the football field because we ain't playing fucking football. So you're throwing because so there is going to be a chance that he did get, catch it playing football because when he got on the plane and traveled to Baton Rouge to play LSU, he was fine. He gets to Baton Rouge and he either caught it in the hotel he was there to play football. He caught it in the cafeteria when he was there to play football, or he got it on the goddamn fucking 50-yard line to play football. That's where the question mark comes in. I still don't think you can you can prove it when these guys go other places necessarily. And look, at to, to say that a football player got it in while playing football, I just don't think it can be proved. Now, yeah, you can say the chances are, but you can also say chances are they got it another way. I do agree with you in that they're just trying to cover themselves uh, that the the small, 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 small chance, because if you look at the death rates, how many people in, in the in their 20s and their early 20s college age have died from this thing that that's that's a, it's a very small chance. Lightning has to hit you five times before that. I mean, there's all kinds of if you're playing the percentages, but again, college presidents, they're going to look at the big picture, I guess, as far as a potential lawsuit, I guess that's where they're at. I can't figure out other reasons well, why. And the, and the, the, the PAC 12 and the big 10, I, their schools aren't in session. It's all distance learning. Yeah. Okay. They're online. So again, the, the argument is, well, you know what, if it's not safe for kids to come to campus and learn, why is it safe for kids to come on campus and play football? But isn't there a day? Couldn't you say, couldn't you argue and say that it's actually safer if they were at least on campus playing, practicing football, because you're going to get incredible medical treatment. Your kids are the kids are going to test almost every day. Um, we're not talking about Skyac football, where maybe testing isn't available. I mean, these big Division One programs, uh, if you're playing football, money isn't an issue. They're going to they put a lot of investment into their medical uh, facilities and their conditions and all this and that. So they do. You say they that- do, but they don't even want it to get that far because you cannot corral a 20-year-old, 21-year-old student-athlete who plays football. If you think you can put him in a bubble and keep him in his dorm and keep him Can't do it. Uh, from going and, and, and picking up on women mm-hmm. and going to some woman's dorm and doing this or doing that or who knows what, you can't. Can't do it. You can't do it. No chance. Okay? So you're going to, for liability reasons, you're going to take yourself out of that equation and you're going to say that if this student-athlete who's not playing football this year because we're not playing football. If he gets it, uh, he's on his own. Yeah. Well, I, I just, it's all about, you, you could be absolutely correct that it could be safer for these young men to be in a quarantine environment in a bubble, so to speak, but they don't even want to chance that. Okay. Well, let's look ahead since this precedent is being set. Um, in 20, the fall of 2021, when football is supposed to come back and in early October, it starts to get cold and uh, flu season kicks in and guys are starting to get the flu. Is, is the season going to be shut down in the fall of 2021 because guys are getting, uh, guys are getting sick, guys are getting the flu and because they're, they're passing it on to teammates. What, what precedent is this setting? It's setting a precedent, but their, their excuse is this is not a flu of pandemic proportion. This is a this is not your common flu that you could have taken a shot for to prevent. This is a pandemic. This is a flu that we don't know shit about that we don't have a vaccine for yet. And it is a danger 
to society and a danger to the student athletes. And we're not going to fucking do it. That's, that's the best I have. What's okay. Well, you know, I, I, I will say that again, I'm not going into, these are, these are opinions and speculations, whatever. They're not, there's no scientific evidence here at this table right now, but I, I do find it interesting that uh, two conferences as of now are going to not play. And as of now, as of Tuesday evening, uh, three conferences of the made three of the major conferences are going to play. And they've said, even after the big 10 and, and PAC 12 said, we're not playing. Uh, they, they doubled down and said, no, we're finding a way to play. You know, we've also seen bill and, and whether it's, whether it's BS or not, some schools, Ohio State, Nebraska, they've said, even though they're members of the Big Ten, we want to play. We just need a place to play. So we're looking for a place to play. Well, okay, what do you think you're going to be in somebody's backyard playing, <laughs> playing, you know, whatever. Does it have okay. to be conference sanctioned for them to play? There's no way that's going to be sanctioned by those schools that voted not to play. They're not going to allow their guys to get on a bus and travel or this or that. It ain't going to. They, they can yell all they want. We still want it. We want to play. Of course they want to play. Players want to play. Coaches want to coach. Trainers want to train. <laughs> ticket sellers want to take tickets. Parking lot attendants want to, want to park cars. They all want to do it. But guess what? The man at the top, the Birkenstock wearing guy with three earrings in his ear, say no. <laughs> it ain't happening. And guess what? His word goes, backed up by the college or by the, the league commissioner. Because as we all know, the commissioner is hired by the teams. So, so who pays for uh, the, the, these athletic bu budgets are, are funded through football, basically. Uh, and, and a lot of that money goes into the school as well. We know that. So what happens next year? Does tuition double for these schools? What are your I, thoughts? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find, they'll, I'm sure there's money there, but they're going to save it. They're going to save it for next, for, for next year, because this is definitely one of those rainy day things. They're going to save it. They're not going to play sports. Yeah. Sports. Spring sport, baseball, tennis, soccer, um, well, and we should, rugby, all the shit they play ain't going to be played. And we should mention that the Pac-12, uh, it was announced as they confirmed with ESPN that uh, when they said fall sports, they also mean basketball that's usually played yes. as an overlap yes. November into March. They said they're not playing basketball until January. everything in January. Yes. And, that's, and you know what? If, if we're in the same boat we are now, Guess what? They're in, they're in, they're not going to play in the spring either. Okay, everybody's banking on a uh, vaccine coming into play here at the end of the fall, early and winter. And people, all of a sudden, you get a shot, and everybody's good as new again, and everything's going to be all hunky dory. Well, guess what? That may happen, but I mean, we all thought back in March when this shit started that by now. <laughs> By now, yeah, we'd be all out wearing bikinis and, and, and thongs on the beach <laughs> and rubbing up against each other and having a great time. Okay, and that's far from it. But does it have to be a vaccine for, for life to, to, to get a shed of normalcy? Is that is that what we're saying? Well, if you talk to the experts, yes. Oh, we, there's experts? Where are these experts? Supposedly. Well, your 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 friend Dr. Fauci. Oh man. Who doesn't have an original thought in his whole in his whole in his whole arsenal or, or an ability to throw a baseball. True oh, man. I love, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. We know football is not going to be played. Boom. End of story done. I'm very, very, very upset that it's going to have a domino effect on other sports. As we both know, we're both, we're both 
baseball umpires. Okay. Yes. If I was still working, if I was still an umpire, I would be absolutely uh, furious right now mm-hmm. that I know that I'm not going to work next year. Well, we both work uh, worked baseball in the Mountain West, and that was one of the first yes. football conferences. Look at part of the reason uh, some of the pay and, and other benefits in the Mountain West were so good is because there's there, there was a conference that had football. Yes, the other conferences we used to umpire Big West, the uh, West Coast conference, those weren't football conferences, and and so the the money and the situ- and a lot of different things were were just better in the Mountain West and. Now that the Mountain West doesn't have football, I, I can't see if that's like your top money mate, you're not gonna do it. Why would you play a sport like baseball that doesn't bring in any money? Well, I, I don't was see astonished when I worked in the Mountain West. I would go down to San Diego State on a Tuesday night. I'd work with three other guys, and I was astonished that these guys were from all over the fucking country thrown in for one fucking game. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking they must have money to burn. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. And those days are long over. Oh yeah. Okay. Getting on an airplane to go on a on a trip to work a three game series somewhere, uh, it ain't happening. Yeah, and if you live in some, if you live in the middle of Montana, if you live in uh, some some of these obscure, very, um, <laughs> if you live in the rural sticks, towns, if you live in the sticks, it's going to be tough to work. You better go work the the, the kindergarten uh, t ball game <laughs> down the street because you're not going to be working in, in a Division One conference. Yeah, I mean it's just. It's just very sad that uh, it's months away. College baseball usually starts in February. But if they play football in the spring, which would be starting about February or March, I don't know what their timeline is. You can't. It's not going to happen. From a game management point of view. Baseball's not happening. You can't have two major sports playing. Okay. Um, We're at, uh, let's just, okay, uh, BYU, for example. Yes. BYU decides they have a home football game against who knows on March 8th, mm-hmm. their baseball team is scheduled to play at home or on the road on March. 8th. There's no way you can facilitate two sports like that. They have trouble enough. Remember at the end of basketball season, when we would go to Loyola Marymount. Okay. And they, they, they couldn't, they couldn't find a locker room for us because basketball was in, was being played yeah. that day. And they said, "Hey, you guys might be you might be dressing in the in the female janitor's closet over here, you know, six blocks away because we got basketball today. How are you going to do it with two major sports like football and basketball and baseball for that man? It's not going to happen. They're going to pick one fucking sport and it's going to be football, mm-hmm. or they're not going to play anything at all. They'll just shut it all down. They'll shut it all and down. Say, you know what? Let's let's uh, take the time off. But again, like you talked about funding, uh, paying assistant. Does this mean all these coaches?" That are that are full time. Are they just not going to get paid at all? Are they going to go on a unemployment? That's a great question. Are they going to get furloughed? Yeah. I mean, I can't see the fencing coach keeping his job. <laughs> Is a university prepared to pay all this money to these employees? They did this year. They did this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, since March, all those guys have been getting their full salary. When does that gravy train in? Well, let's say this too. Yeah, no kidding. Say this too, Bill. Let's say. Because I'm a believer right now in the SEC and the ACC. They're uh, going to play. The big, yeah, the Big they're 12 is on the fence, but they're leaning towards playing. They said they're going to play. And isn't it going to be kind of odd that you're watching in a month from now, month and a half, you're watching those schools play in the fall with the Big Ten and some of these other conferences at home watching? Isn't that going to be gonna odd? You're going to have some real pissed off athletes. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some pissed off coaches. You're going to have a bunch of resentment. You're going to have some, some votes of no confidence against college presidents against, 
you're the, 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 the donors, the, 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 uh, the, the people that, that, um, the strong alumni of some of these schools about recruiting. Yes. About recruiting. Pissed. Well, recruiting. two years from now, I'm talking well, money, well, I'm yeah. talking money. Well, of course money. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. You're not going to have the money to get on a, to, to take a, to, to, you're not going to have gas money to go drive <laughs> and watch a guy and, and scout a guy. Yeah. If I was a donor to the Ohio state football program and you did this, I'd be like, uh, you're not getting my money again. Absolutely not. That just goes to show you how absolutely powerful these college presidents are. Yes. Okay. That they're going to override the big dollars and do what the fuck they want. So uh, that's the other thing. Are we going to have two? Are we going to have two national champions this year in football? Okay. I, I'm going to go on, <laughs> on record right now on August 12, 2020, okay. and say that you're going to have a exhibition season of the three conferences that are planned, this season will mean nothing and that there will be no football in the spring. Okay. So I just no, don't see it. So no bowls, no postseason, no, no nothing. They're going to have, uh, they're going to have their conference schedules and they're going to play and they're going to pat each other on the back and they're going to be mythical, uh, uh, you know, national champions, tri-conference champs, or yeah, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. You're king for the day. Mm-hmm. Give you a cookie and go on your way because that's all it's going to be. Well, back to recruiting. Uh, you cannot tell me that the Big Ten and Pac-12 are not going to suffer for this. Because they are going to suffer They're not going to get down the road. I mean, nobody wants to play at UCLA or USC anyway. Anymore. Yeah, correct. A kid from Southern California, the last thing he wants to do is stay in Southern California. You know, you're, you're seeing kids going to Auburn. You're seeing kids yeah. going to Clemson from down here or or Fresno State. They, they'll play. Any, I mean, my God, you mean to tell me you're going to get a blue chip athlete from La Cunata, Flint Ridge, which is a nice area, and he says, fuck USC, fuck UCLA, I'm going to Fresno State. That must go to show you just how bad <laughs> Southern California is for a kid that wants to go to Fresno yeah. over staying at home. Yeah, well, I, I just think the athletes have options now, and now they just made their decisions even easier, whereas... I mean, we all knew that the Pac-12 you, was a laughing stock of the Power Five. Yeah. That. They're even bigger laughing stock now. But now your boy Jim Harbaugh walks into the living room and he's trying to recruit someone, uh, you know, from from L.A. area. And and, and the kid's going to say, uh, "Sorry, coach, I like what you had to say and everything, but there's a chance you guys you guys shut down seasons. Like I, I can't risk that. I need I need all the snaps I can. I need to take advantage of my avail- uh, eligibility and play. I can't risk uh, giving your school a shot when you may shut it down." We'll never do that again. We're coming back. We're going to be better than ever. <laughs> what else can you say? Okay, Jim. Yeah. What else can you say? <laughs> I know. I know. I just, I'm in looking at my crystal ball ball here and I think now, are this, we, is, are, this is bad. Now, are we overlooking something that is supposed to be the most important? Are we overlooking health and safety reasons here? Sure. Are we overlooking that? I, I don't know. I don't think, well, the, 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 the fallback, the fail safe excuse that both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have is that we're looking out for our student athletes. We're going to ensure their safety comes first. Okay. And what is and what's the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 doing? They're going in the exact opposite way because their doctors, their hired guns, so to speak, in their conferences are saying it's safe to play. Mm-hmm. So it used to be back when I was a cop. I'd go in, I'd, I'd, I'd tweak my back at work. I'd go in, I'd see the, the, the city doctor. I'd say, hey, doc, man. Boy, oh boy, this back really hurts. I think I need about a week off. He'll say, I'll give you two weeks. Here you go. <laughs> Same thing. They were hired guns. They did what we said. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So 
with that said, you, do you think that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 hired some doctors that said, tell us what the worst case scenario is? They told them and they said, that's it. We're done. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, very true. Right. I think a lot of people who are patients of, of anything, that's, they, they want the, that information from mm-hmm. their doctors. Yeah. They also get the best case scenarios, I would think. And, you know, you try to – you make up your mind in, in that regard one way or another. Well, I don't think in this case they listen to the best case scenario. The best case scenario, everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be safe. Everybody's going to be healthy. It's going to be everybody. You know, we're going to have dogs kissing, kissing cats. Everybody's kissing babies. We all live happily ever after. Well, that ain't happening. Okay. That's your best case scenario, which ain't happening. Well, Bill, we got a nice little halftime meal there to kind of recharge our batteries a little bit. I'm ready to go through some more of this stuff with you. Actually, I was surprised you have some fruit in your house, some cantaloupe, uh, if you will. When's the last time you've had fruit in your house? Well, I've got a lady of the house now that makes sure that I'm full of fruits and vegetables and (laughs) and real good, uh, uh, you know, uh, nutritional value food. So um, I may live to see 62. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, you will. Because otherwise, I don't know who we'd find for Wednesdays if if you... uh, didn't make it past 62. So yes, keep eating that cantaloupe, my friend. Uh, well, Bill, you know what? It's pretty hot outside. It, I think it's going to be very hot coming up here in the next week, the next few days. You know what I think? I think because there is some risks out there that there might be one or two people who could get heat stroke. There could be death. Uh, it, it's probably unlikely, but it's possible. So I think you know what? I think everything needs to get shut down. Let's stop everything. Let's stop working. Close everything. Uh, it, it's too dangerous outside with the potential heat wave upcoming. I mean, it's just, it'll be catastrophic. Yes. Yes. If you're dumb enough to go out in that heat and lay out and get hot and get sunburned and turn into a red lobster, only you and only you are going to suffer. I could go out there. I could douse myself full of sunblock, go lay next to you, get as hot as you, but I'm taking precautions and no matter how, fucking miserable you are and how much of a heat stroke you have it's not contagious it's not wear a hat if you wear a hat i i think you'll be safe right yes masks are the hats of the year 2020 (laughs) you wear a mask and everything is all good i would love to keep running with this but yes it's (laughs) it's too hot to do anything it's dangerous in the name of safety we need to shut everything down. There's air conditioning, um, but you know what? I, I think uh, everyone needs to go on unemployment because it's too hot out there and uh, we need extra benefits. Anyway, that's that's a random thought, Bill, but that's it's kind of how I felt the other day. I was like, you know what? It's going to be dangerous. There might be some people that die. And it, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. Let's change the world because uh, there's some potential risks out there. You know, it's a risk every day I wake up. Yeah. But I may not, I may not, uh, you know, live to see. I mean, it's like, you know, the old song from, uh, from, from, uh, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, Johnny Rivers, secret agent man, you know, um, taking chances. You may not live to see tomorrow. So it is what it is. Drive fast, take chances. Absolutely. You the know? boys need the overtime. <laughs> How many, I mean, working law enforcement all these years, you got to have a million and one little catchphrases, right? Just from just from working with the boys all the time. I mean, 
it's uh, it's really interesting. Some of the things you come up with, Bill. Yes, I've had a few. Um, <laughs> you know, the one that I like the best is there's an ass for every chair. <laughs> no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Plenty. Yeah. I mean, people hear it on this show all the time. Um, and, and, you know, I've discussed this with you and other people too about, you know, outkick the coverage. You you said that uh, not too many segments ago and it's not, it wasn't related to the show, but it's a, it's an outstanding radio show. Uh, some of the articles they put out and actually president Trump was on outkick the coverage this morning. It was really cool hearing him talk uh, about sports, which you don't hear that often. It was like a nice 20 minute interview. And, and one of the, my favorite things about Clay Travis, the host, uh, on who, one of the things he routinely says is he talks about COVID and he says, you know, the media and they love it's this fear porn, fear porn. It's always out fear there. Porn. Yeah. Fear porn. It's what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just constantly thrown at us. And it's like, dude, really? I mean, there's food porn. There's, there's obviously real porn. <laughs> There's, um, and now there's fear pull. Yeah. Some people love to be afraid and love to try to make other people afraid. And that's like, dude, come on. You got to live life at some point. You got to go out. I mean, you know what? If you're scared, stay inside. I don't care. That's what I said when this whole fucking thing started. Yeah. If you feel like you're, you might be, uh, in, in danger of being infected or if you're, if you're compromised, if this or that or the other, by all means, stay home, climb under Uh. your bed. (laughs) Just completely put yourself into um, oblivion and don't don't engage in anything. Yeah, and maybe yeah, who knows? Take a time out in life. Shh. Whatever, but don't yeah, but don't. I just hate all this restriction uh, on other people and like it's oh and it's, again in the name of safety. We talked enough about that. I mean, just some just some weird thoughts you know, ahead. We both kind of life really is kind of fucked up right now as far as being able to live your life freely. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been now for the last what five months, four months. We did the math five months and I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel on that. So um, being miserable is the new norm. (laughs) That should be a t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Bill, let's talk a a little bit more about some other sports going on. Um, Some recent news in major league baseball uh, was the punishments that were handed down from the commissioner's office regarding the recent uh, fight in Oakland between the Houston Astros and the, and the Oakland athletics a few days ago. And and you know what I find hilarious, Bill, when when you and I talked all summer about some of these new policies and new rules that major league baseball was going to have, uh, Hey, you can't, you can't argue. Um, and what have we seen? We've seen arguments. We've seen objections. You're not supposed to high five. You're not supposed to touch each other. And I told you to have your fucking masks on when you're not playing. You're supposed to be, if you're a sub, you're supposed to be in the, in the back in the, yep. uh, off the bench. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be starters only. Yeah. Um, it, that's been a crock of shit. I told you just cause you make a rule doesn't that's for the public. That's for the media. That's not going to change anything. There's all kinds of rules that people just dismiss all the time. And we've seen that it doesn't matter if it's a pandemic, if it's COVID or whatever, baseball players are going to be baseball players. And you saw what happened in Oakland the other day. Uh, basically an Oakland a got hit went to first base and, and look at, there's always more to these second stories. time he was hit that day. Yeah, there's always more to this stuff than this, than your average fan realizes, you know, that as a former baseball umpire, you, it, there's always a buildup and it's, it's a, it's a screw you contest. It's a tough guy taunt- contest. So he gets to first base and the first base dugout is, is chirping at him. And it was, a, it was actually the hitting coach, uh, Alex Cintron, 
for the Houston Astros, who was yelling out the dugout at Ramon Laureano for the Oakland A's. And one thing led to another, and each guy said, hey, bring it, come after me. And Laureano charged towards the Astros dugout, which I don't think is the best idea ever. And, uh, you know, it was on. Well, Major League Baseball came out on Tuesday with the discipline of both men. And we know this is a 60-game season. And they handed out uh, pretty severe punishments. Uh, Ramon Laureano of the Oakland A's uh, is suspended for six games. Alex Cintron, the hitting coach for the Astros, is suspended for 20 games. What are your thoughts? Well, here's my thoughts. What you said about there could be more to it, absolutely true and correct. For all we know, and this is not by any stretch of the imagination, any stretch at all, what happened. I'm using this as a for instance. What could have happened was, could have been last year where Loriano and Citron are in the same bar. They're hitting on the same broad. And Loriano gets the chick because he's younger, better looking, and he's a player. And Citron's an old coach, and he lost. There could have been, again, not saying that's the case, using that as an example. Silly shit like that, where there's resentment and there's, there's hard feelings that don't go away. No. Okay. So they plunk him twice, and Laureano knows exactly why he got hit, goes to first base, Cintron's in there popping off, uh, saying things in Spanish about his mother, Mm -hmm. which is the biggest insult in the world to a Latin player. He charges in there. Um, From what I understand, um, uh, Darno, the former— Dustin Garneau. Dustin Garneau, the former Cal State Fullerton catcher, intercepts him before he gets to the coach. So there's no punches thrown. It's a big scrum. Now, in the day of COVID-19, where social distancing is key and it's uh, very important, the commissioner is going to lay down some heavy fines. Or, I'm sorry, in this case, suspensions. The ball player gets six games, correct? Okay, Cintron, a coach, non-essential in my opinion, non-essential, he's a hitting coach. He sets a ball on a tee. Or he tells a guy to take a more of a swing to right field. <laughs> Non-essential, in my opinion. Gets a 20-game bang. That's a third of the fucking season. Right? Yes. We're what, 15, 20 games into it now? Yeah, we're at, we're getting yeah, okay. we're into it. So the next uh, third of the season, he'll be gone. They're going to probably have to bring up a, an assistant hitting coach from one of their uh, from their offsite location to take his spot. Because coaches and managers – cannot appeal their suspensions. I will say this, that uh, we've we've been hard on Rob Manfred a lot on this show. Well, and, Ma- Manfred's and, and, not the guy that's laying well, him down. It's his, one of his, one of his, his uh, underlings that probably handles that. Okay. Well, it used to be Joe Torrey. It's not Joe anymore. I think it's a guy named Peter something. This is new guy. Major League Baseball mm-hmm. has acted. Major League Baseball, whoever is making those decisions, they have made it abundantly clear if there are uh if there are altercations if there are uh, bench clearing situations we are going to hand out a very steep punishment right or wrong that's what they're doing well they, they, and, they sure as hell did yeah <laughs> they've they've made it very clear and and if you could if if you had to guess why would you think that cintron was suspended or almost three times the is it three times the amount of games. You think it had to do with him being a coach, a leader, and being an yes. instigator? Yes, he's a coach. Coaches are not supposed. Coaches are supposed to break the break break up the scrums. They're not supposed to instigate them. 
Okay. A coach is supposed to be a leader who's going to not provoke that, but he's, they're not going to provoke it or they're not going to prevent it. But, but if, if, if it goes down, they're going to try to be one of the, the, the peacemakers. Yeah. He was an instigator. Yes. Okay. And major league baseball is sending a, a very, very direct and firm message to him and the rest of the league that a, you fight during the pandemic, you're going to get hammered. And if you're in a leadership role, such as a coach or manager, you're going to get hammered even worse. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I saw the fight and it was a pretty big, uh... it was just a big kind of circle jerk of guys in there, you know, pushing each other, typical baseball fight where nobody really threw punches. They were just grab, grab assing around like they do. Yeah. You know, and, um, but the, the two principals are going to be disciplined for it. <laughs> it's, uh, Again, this isn't the last fight we're going to see this season. I don't care how many games you no, suspend guys for. There's going to be more ejections. There's going to be more people throwing at people. Um, it's baseball, man. Even though there's not fans there, and it's still supposed to be user-friendly because of the COVID, it's testosterone-laden baseball players that are going to compete and get after it. Yeah, and, and I don't want to hear anything about, uh, you know <laughs> – uh, well, you know, baseball is just stupid. You don't understand. And it, it, baseball is a weird game. Guys are in their routines. Guys do their thing. Uh, you knew with, despite all these rules, guys are going to do what they got to do. And if they're suspended, they're not going to care. They they don't care. Alex Centron is probably mad, but he doesn't care. He gets a little vacation now. And that's not a big, that's just not a big deal to those guys. They'll, they'll bring up, like I said, they'll bring another guy up to, to throw soft toss and put a ball on it to hold the clipboard. I yeah. mean, hell, I can do that. <laughs> you know. Well, well, Bill, uh, we made our World Series predictions a couple weeks ago. And, yes, we did. And how, how are we doing here? Well, I'm looking at the standings right now. Your Minnesota Twins are in first place. Well, shocking that the old man kind of <laughs> knows something about baseball, even in a off year. Eleven and six. They're only in a okay. game game right. up. Uh, two two different teams are in the mix. Everyone that's uh, that's pretty close. My uh, my spectacular pick. For the uh, the National League champion, uh, New York Mets are in last place, seven and ten in the NL, and last place in the NL East. Uh, but you know what's interesting in looking at these standings, <laughs> the difference in uh, in games played. Looking at the 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 St. Louis Cardinals are in second place. I don't know how <laughs> in the NL Central at two and three. When every other team has played 16, 13 games. When you've only lost three games, it's kind of <laughs> like you. You know, when you graduate thirteenth in your class at Rio Hondo Prep, and there's fourteen kids. You know, you look good on paper, and in actuality, you're in the bottom of the you're in the bottom of the class. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, uh, who who knows? <laughs> Baseball. Baseball's odd. You know what? I'm glad they haven't shut it down yet. Um, I'm glad they're they're continuing to go. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, they keep getting these different cases. I did love Derek Jeter trying to like basically talk about the Marlins. Well, they just they made some mistakes. It's like, no, make no mistake about it. They're ball players. They went out where they shouldn't have and had a good time or around people and and they got uh, infected. Well, they made bad choices. <clears throat> they went out. I mean, I guess the Marlins went to a strip club. Is that correct? Uh, supposedly they went to a strip club. I wouldn't. The Cardinals that. supposedly went to a casino. <laughs> I think I did hear that. And what was the other team that had to shut it down for a while? Uh, Marlins, man. I 
Uh, anyway, and another team, you know, who knows what they did. But anyway, um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> it's got to be a challenge because a, you know, you're 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 you you've got rules that a twelve year old has to go by. On, yeah. Um, the uh, the um, uh, team bus, and you're going to a bus, you're getting on a bus, and then you're having to go to the hotel in your uniform and go straight up to your room, shit, shower and shave <laughs> in your room instead of a locker room. And, uh, you know, you can't leave your room without your mask. And if you leave the, the, the hotel, you've got to check with your compliance officer and he has to okay it supposedly. And if there's any deviation from that, you're going to be disciplined. Just like, I guess the two, uh, I think they were Cleveland with the Indians couple Indians guys. That, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 They evidently went out just to have some drinks to go out and socialize. And they were the, the younger guy was sent home and the other guy got uh, pulled from his start and told to go quarantine. So, you know, if they start implementing some, some forfeits here instead of just canceling games, I think you might see a different tune. That would be an interesting policy. And, and, you know, I just think with these professional athletes, they have such a hard time of, of going outside the routine of, especially when the MLB is not in a bubble, like MLB or excuse me, NBA and uh, NHL and all this and that. So it is rather different. And, and I, and I don't know, there is talk about maybe in the postseason having a, a bubble, a centralized location, which I think is probably a good idea. And, and they think it's probably going to, if they do that, it'll be LA Anaheim, San Diego. Oh, really? Because of the weather. Okay. Or LA, Anaheim, maybe uh, since there's no fans, you don't need spectacular ballparks. No, you don't. You could use Long Beach State. You could use USC. Hell, you could use Upland High School. Okay. <laughs> if you really wanted to. I mean, you could use Upland Memorial Park. There's no fans. Yes. Why do you need a nice big, you know, you know, everybody's dressed up and nowhere to go. Why, I mean, come on. So you can, there's plenty of ballparks in the LA area you could use. Yeah. I think, I think that's more than likely to happen. Uh, the fact that uh, uh, there's no reason to, to travel and no. to, there's no home field advantage. No, because they're saying in September, October, the weather would be ideal out here. I mean, that's when, when in Southern California, your best weather is in September and October. Yeah. If, if you're a native to this area, like we are. You know, May, June, it's still chilly and foggy and shitty and cold. And then July and August, it's, you know, it's uh, hotter than hell. And then, you know, it starts cooling off September and October and the weather's really nice. So with that said, you could play day games, night games. You could have a whole plethora of different uh, times and places. So it may, it does make sense. And maybe um, they should have done that in the first place with some areas. I, I don't know. I'm not that, I guess I'm, you know, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a podcaster. I don't know shit, but <laughs> I, I would think that this could have been a little better. I mean, look, look what Toronto had to do. Spe well, speaking of Toronto on Tuesday, uh, the Blue Jays opened, uh, they played their first home game in uh, Buffalo. And it's on Tuesday. It was the first time in nearly 135 years, a major league baseball game was played in Buffalo. I never knew that a major league baseball play <laughs> game was ever played there to begin with. Yeah. That's amazing. I yeah. didn't know Buffalo was 135 years old. <laughs> that's a better, that's a better question. A so, better, a better you know, that's statement. A, that's, that's another bit of useless information that, that we don't need that, that 
I could live without, but <laughs> God bless them. I, yeah. hope, I hope I, I wish them well. Well, I think because you know, complete you know, the, the Canadian logic, as we all know, is <laughs> fucked up, and they're allowing hockey to be played up there. Yep, that's I know okay. both both hubs are there. Yeah, but you can't play baseball there. I don't know. I, What's the deal there? I, that I don't understand. I think maybe it has to do with constantly crossing the border. You think coming in and out. Could be. Because in hockey, all the teams are in two locations in Canada, so they're not going anywhere. Huh. So I think maybe that has to do See, with that, it. That shows you how in the hockey I am right now. <laughs> are all the teams in the NHL in, in Canada? So, the yes, the East is in Toronto. Uh, there were 12 teams there. Now there's eight. And the West was in Edmonton. So 12 teams there, and uh, now there's eight. So uh, That probably makes sense. So, yeah, the fact that you're coming and going, sure. I, I that's sure. what I think the biggest issue okay. is. Well, don't sense. you have some? Don't you, did you have some experiences from Edmonton, Bill, or was that Calgary? Didn't you spend some time up there? I spent time in Ed, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Victoria, Winnipeg. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg, lovely, lovely place. Quite the Calgary. I, I could. It was just a complete shithole. I couldn't stand it there. <laughs> um, it was just. I mean. It was like you were in Wichita, Wichita, Kansas, but you were in, in Calgary. Yeah. Very, very cowboyish. That's bad, too. You know, nothing worse than a Canadian cowboy. Oh, man. You know? Ouch. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, how, I mean, I mean, John Wayne was not a Canadian. <laughs> I mean, come on, enough's enough. Stop it. Just well, they Well, they have their, their supposed, their Calgary stampede every year, and everybody's a cowboy in the month of August. Yeah, and you know, it's it's like it's like me trying to go ice skate. Some of us have no business <laughs> on the ice. I'm one of them. They have no business being cowboys. Oh man! <laughs> and plus, their 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 Canadian customs are they're they're they're. I think they were trained by the Nazis. Oh, you know that? I do. I do know the. I was customs trying to get into Canada. Yeah, clean cut American guys, and and they treat us like you know we're we're going up there. We're 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 gonna you know. Um, <laughs> give the plague to everybody. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. I hear I mean, can I tell a funny story? Sure. Real quick? Of course you can. All, All time. You, you always have a funny story. All right. 2010, my first time into Calgary, I'm at the airport and I'm talking to the customs agent. She happens to be, to have a crew cut shorter than mine. And my head is shaved right now. It's a her. It's a she. She's got a shaved head and she has an eye patch. And she's questioning me about what I'm doing in Canada, why I'm there. She's asking me, what are you here for? I said, well, I'm here to umpire, uh, you know, the Calgary, um, I think they were called the Calgary Vipers. I go, I'm doing the Vipers games over at McMahon Field. I go, do you ever go out? Would you like to have a couple tickets? I can float you a couple tickets if you'd like to go. She goes, I'm not into baseball. I said, okay, well, that's... And I'm the only guy at the desk and there's a guy on each side of her at, at other, at other little, um, um, openings there, the little windows. And they're both watching me and they're watching her and they're trying not to laugh. And so she's questioning me and she says, well, uh, what do you got? What do you got in your bag? I said, my equipment. She goes, so what do you, she goes, she asked me here, what are you, I, I'm here, umpire. She goes, what's an umpire? And I go, I'm the guy that puts on the stuff <laughs> and I get behind the catcher and I call balls and strikes. And everybody yells at me. She goes, oh, that's what they are. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, oh. And uh, so she goes on and on and she's going and, and I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Everything's going to go on, you know, fairly well. And <clears throat> her last question to me was, 
So where do you stay when you're out here? I said, well, I'm over on the, <laughs> I'm over at the uh, Red Lion Inn over on Tomahawk Trail. Why, do you want to come by? <laughs> and with that statement, the two guys on each side of her started hysterically laughing. And she came, she goes, one moment. She came out. She went over to my bag. She pulled every piece of equipment out of that bag <laughs> and inspected it thoroughly. Uh, looked at my jock. She pulled out my jock strap and my cups inside of it. And she goes, what do you need this for? <laughs> I said, I said, now that I got, now that I've been talking to you, I don't. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, uh, I, what turned into a 10 minute conversation turned into a two hour damn near strip search. <laughs> and uh, let's just say that I was always courteous and pleasant on every trip back. You know, you, Bill, you, you always have that sweet talk and uh, charm you try to throw around and it, it, it usually works for you, but uh, that one bit me in the ass. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> What's your latest, uh, well, I don't want to say catchphrase, but like, what is something that's working for you? I think I heard it recently about. Uh, well, I tell, my, I tell my girlfriend constantly <laughs> that she must look forward to tomorrow because she looks, she gets better looking every day. Oh man, and <laughs> spectacular! Yeah, that that usually I, fellas, you know, fellas, that keeps, that keeps me out of uh, arm's way day in and day out. <laughs> fellas, that is a free. Free bit of advice. Uh, free bit of advice. Free line you if can If you use. want a bunch of get out of jail cards, get out of jail free cards, <laughs> use that daily. And when you do step on your 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 crank, you'll get out of it fairly well. <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh man. Well, that's probably a good note to kind of wrap it up on. What what uh I had a few more things, but they could wait till next week. We've we've talked a long time today. Uh anything else, Bill, you could think of? Anything else you want to get off your chest? No, I'll tell you what, I thought we covered a lot today. We had a lot of topics. We stayed pretty focused on them. And uh, one thing is for sure, um, Tracy McFate, you know where I come from. <laughs> I am to the right of right. <laughs> That's true. Very much so, Billy Barnes. Well, Bill, uh, in kind of closing here, not to get all sentimental or anything, but we have plenty more shows ahead of us. But man, this is our 20th 20th segment together, man. Time's flying. 20 times. Time flies when you have a shitty time. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, no my my energy level since the first show I did back in early April until now never wavers. I look forward to every Wednesday because I know or, or Tuesday afternoon, evening when we tape, because I know that I'm gonna get a lot of shit off my chest <laughs> and then I'm gonna vent. And that a lot of people aren't going to like what I say. A lot of people are going to like what I say. To those that like what I say, I appreciate it. To those that don't, I absolutely apologize to nobody. <laughs> As you should not. Well well said, sir. Well, breaking news uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever we want to call this. A lot going on. I thought we, we covered it all and uh, plenty more to talk about, but we'll save it for next week, Bill. Uh, let's wrap that up. Thanks for being here again. Uh, again, ability for you to just blow it out every week is a good thing, I think. So thanks for joining us on another weekly Wednesday weigh-in, Bill. You got it. Thank you.
Thanks again, Bill Barnes. That was a lot of fun. You know, we covered it all today. We had so much to talk about. I, I think, uh, you know, in wrapping it up here, uh, we may need uh, some lodging arrangements or something, or maybe uh, start cooking up some coffee as we uh, ended our show. And man, we talked a long time. It's almost time for breakfast. But you know what? It was worth it. We had a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. I'm glad we did. Uh, it was nice that everyone, uh, the convenience of all the breaking news occurring on Tuesday, so you and I could talk about it. Tuesday evening and, and post it today for our show. So thanks again, Bill. We look forward to talking to you next week. We hope there is as much breaking news next Tuesday as there was this most recent Tuesday. So we will talk to you next week, Bill. Well, guys, that'll wrap up our episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. It was a long one. We knew it would be. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for bearing with us and uh, hearing us out on some of our comments and uh, opinions about everything going on. I do want to say that uh, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. If you'd like to reach out to us with a voice message, you can do so through the Anchor app, whether it be the app itself or anchor.fm. Really simple. Look for the green button. Send a message. It's a great way to include the audience. And if you don't really want to do that, but you'd rather send me personally a voice text message, I can use that as well. Play that on the air. If you don't want your voice heard, totally understand. Send us an email. We would love for you guys to be included in everything we're doing here on the Get Home Safe podcast as we move forward. You can uh, shout out to Bill Barnes. I know he loves uh, getting uh, shout outs and messages from fans. So whether it's an email or a voice message, Bill would love to hear from you, as would I. So be sure to uh, jump in and uh, jump in uh, the, the podcast here if you'd like, and we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening today. That'll wrap up a very fun show, a memorable show with that. Just uh, always a pleasure sitting down with my good friend, Bill. And uh, we got more podcasts this week. Some great guests remaining on Thursday and Friday. I'm not going to tell you who our upcoming guests are yet. You'll have to check them out on the social media platform. So look at, look at those. Check in to uh, keep updated with our upcoming schedule. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.